Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. You have found us because you are seeking another way of living out in this crazy world. I'm Aaron. I'm Alexander, and we're looking forward to sharing. And this is, of course, the Wise Wise Podcast. Alexander, so this is actually a funny story because the topic that we're talking about today is self-judgment. And I actually had this realization last night that I totally forgot I had. And I was reflecting on how much self-judgment I have and how other people have said to me, hey, why do you care about what other people think of you? Because that's really what a lot of my self-judgment is around is how I'm portrayed in this world, what I look like. Are people seeing me the way that I want to be seen? Mm -hmm. And I thought about, yes, there is a detriment to that because it gets me doing weird things like not putting my grill on the side of the house where people can see it because I don't want them seeing my grill there because they may think that I'm, you know, quote, redneck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this other side where I actually use some of it to motivate me into doing things. So mm-hmm. there is some sort of, and we're going to get into this more later on, around like the pressure of that self-judgment, that how it manifests within me. It creates a pressure for me to take action to do stuff because I want to maintain I guess, how I am represented in this world. So I feel like there is like a shift there where like how I want to be seen, how I want to be represented versus people judging me. Yes. Yes. And I think that separation is very important because this touches base with intention and what is the intention behind the change or the shift? Yes. Is it fear of judgment? Or is it, no, I want to be seen in a certain light and I'm willing to do the things that are necessary to be seen in that light. So those are two kind of different approaches. They have different vibrations and we're not into which one's right and which one's wrong. It's just which one has more cost is normally what we are looking at from this philosophy's view. And by cost, normally that means energetically, which affects the emotional level, the mental level, the spiritual and the physical So that's what we mean by cost. How is it going to affect you later on down the road in life? And it's becoming more and more well-known of how much stress plays a part in people's well-being. And that's what the Just Philosophy is all about. Yeah, and the more we practice this, the more aware we become of what decisions we make, how we interact with the world, what our thought processes are, and how all of that ends up coming out mostly on the physical plane. And I think it's important here to recognize the difference between getting into good and bad and right and wrong. Once again, we want to recognize that there's a usefulness to self-judgment to keep one motivated. And then there's a detriment to self-judgment. And as you were just saying, eventually, It's going to affect the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the physical. And this is what turns into physical illnesses or injuries because when we go through that and it's affecting all of those levels, then it makes the physical body more susceptible to injuries and illness. The self-judgment 
is a theme that you're seeing across many clients, the people that are coming into your world, asking questions. Why do you think that's all of a sudden a topic of concern? Yeah, it's a great question. And I haven't really looked at this very much, but right off the top of my head, what comes is the whole wave after the first of the year and people making resolutions or making promises to themselves or others about things that they're going to change in themselves. And here we are in the third month, and I like to suggest to look at things in threes. And so it begins this reflection of people looking at themselves, assessing that they haven't changed enough or very much like they were hoping to back in January. And now this is where the wave of guilt comes in and the negative side of self-judgment. And we want to, you know, look at all of this always as energy and that we need to just see that it's not about fixing something. It's about redirecting it. And in this philosophy, we call it the three R's to recognize it, learn to respect it and then redirect it. And that's all that needs to happen here is that when we're feeling self-judgment, the optimal thing to do is to go into some action toward improving that, whatever that judgment is in that moment. And if that's somebody that is judging how their face looks, maybe uh, they have breakouts on their face, then there's foods that help that and there's foods that make that situation worse. So like to just get up and get out of the mirror and stop the judgment and go eat something that is healthy for you, that is just moving towards benefiting that and getting rid maybe of anything that foods like chocolates or sweets or anything that stimulates those issues, go either throw it away or give it to somebody. That action is part of that initial initiation for that change. And if some change isn't created, then the guilt and the self-judgment can become like a pandemic. Because even if that food doesn't help you in a way, you are not focusing on that mindset where you're tearing yourself down, you're focusing on what's wrong, you're actually taking action and there is sort of like a mental thing that's improving in a way because you're no longer focusing on what's wrong. You're focusing on making a change going forward, right? Yes. And it's very similar to the general saying of you're focusing on the solution rather than focusing on the problem. And yeah, you're not looking for the food that you eat right now to make all the bumps on your face to go away. You're accepting that this is going to take weeks or possibly even months, but I'm starting right now in this moment to do something about it. And that creates incentive, that creates belief in oneself. And we're going to get into the second half of all of the steps that we suggest through the Just Philosophy of how to really break some of these patterns that most people have carried their whole life and at certain points they can even justify it and talk about how much they needed this certain pattern at a particular point of their life. And that's what we want to point out is that every tool that you use early in life for survival, there comes a time when you need to set that tool aside because it becomes your hindrance. And so again, that is an aspect of self-development that we're going to break down more and more in the full conversation. So yeah, let's talk more about what is self-judgment. I mean, I guess we've talked a little bit about my issues and maybe a little bit on how to shift the energy around it, but what is self-judgment? How is it created? Does it have to do with our energetic 
makeup? Are some of us more prone to having more self-judgment than others? Yeah, I think that is a factor, and that's why studying your energetic makeup through the way that we do it is through the human design system and to know how you're being influenced by your environment. Because a lot of self-judgment, like somebody that has the emotional center that is what's called non-activated, then they're an emotional empath. They absorb people's emotions. And it's not that the person has to be showing the emotion. They just absorb it if the person's carrying it. So see, if they get around a person that is carrying insecurity, much less like lives with them, then they are getting inundated with that vibration of insecurity, self-judgment. And it can make that person have more of an experience of that than maybe somebody that has their emotional center filled in and they're not as affected by other people's emotions. But most of the self-judgment, I would like to suggest, may stem from our insecurities. And those insecurities are normally set in us before seven years old by our environment. That's where the majority of doubt is established and negative emotions. And what is presented in how to handle certain situations. So if a child grows up hearing their parents berate each other or berate themselves, then they're going to be more likely to be in alignment with self-judgment. Then somebody that had parents that were very self-confident and maybe entrepreneurs and was always pushing to develop new things and invest in themselves. So I'm sharing all this because I want people to step back and take a breath listening to this to realize that if you're experiencing self-judgment, first of all, almost everybody does. But if you feel like it's an unhealthy amount, then A, it could be your environment and B, it could be your family lineage that has been passed down to you. Again, here we don't get into any victimhood. There's nobody to blame It just helps with accepting that this is a part of us. And for me, when I can accept that something in me would like to be different and I can find where it stems from, then I don't go into the blame. It just helps me to accept that at a deeper level and then look for, okay, what's the next step that I need to do to break this pattern? And then that becomes the incentive to focus on the solution rather than the problem and just make sure every day our saying that we use all the time, chop wood and carry water, is just that. It's a consistency thing that you just work on it every day. And time takes care of it over long periods of time equals lasting results. Yeah, and I think the most important thing to add there is that you don't do more than what you can do consistently. Yes, that's very, very important. So taking something like people that want to learn meditation – Many times they'll start with 15 minutes or 30 minutes, and I urge people to just start with three to five minutes, uh, two to three minutes, just anything that you can do consistently every day because it's the consistency. It's not the quantity. It's the consistency that builds strength over time, builds confidence, that builds healthy patterns. That consistency is very, very important, and I'm so glad that you highlighted it at this point. And when you were talking about how self-judgment is probably instilled in us within the first zero to seven years, would you say that that is trauma that causes that or is trauma separate from our environment within the first seven years? Yes, it can be both. It can be a, a traumatic situation to where like 
maybe a little girl at five years old is singing and having a great time and the dad has had a really bad day at work. Maybe he's had a couple of beers to drink and he says, well, you shut up singing. You sound horrible. And then that girl never sings again. And then later in life when she's asked why, she may or may not remember that story because some kids that's so traumatizing and they can't understand why this parent that they look up to the way they do would do that. They will block even the memory of that so that they don't have to see their parent in that light. So many people don't know what created the trauma, but it could be traumatic for a child that has, like I was talking earlier, an open emotional center in the human design and the parents either fight and tear each other down, judging each other constantly, or they're around a parent that is full of self-doubt and is processing that consistently and they're just absorbing it by being in the environment. But as we grow up, we all know that the early teen years are very, very challenging and that's where a lot of people really practice to fit in and that's where Of course, they're experimenting with who they really are, and they're bringing who they've tried to mimic normally is, to some extent, the environment that they were raised in. Then we start to step into who we really are, and many people have to go through pleasing people to be accepted, and then they don't really get to who they are till much, much later in life, and that's when so-called midlife crises happen often. Well, I think you just shed light on where I got my self-judgment from. (laughs) Like You picked me apart pretty well there. There was something that you said in a recent podcast about self-judgment is still victim mentality. And I never put those two together. And I just wanted to mention it again today for this podcast since it is the topic because I didn't want that to be missed out because I felt like that would help me be able to shift my vibration faster when I'm in self-judgment, knowing that I'm still in victim mentality because I've worked over a long period of time to always ask myself, are you in victim mode here? And then be able to shift it from there Mm -hmm. once I realize I am. But I never put that self-judgment was that. Yes, it's very interesting that you brought that up. The connection between self-judgment and victim mentality is that any thought past the first thought. See, we said earlier that there is a usefulness to self-judgment. It's incentive to change, but that can be just the assessment. See, the very first recognition of, I need to change this, that doesn't have to be a judgment. That can be an assessment. But then if you don't change that, then the next time it's going to be a judgment. Every time after that first recognition is a judgment. And Let me put it in a storyline like this. If you happen to pick up something that was, say, on a stove and it was a spoon and it was laying on the burner, but you didn't see it, so you didn't know it was hot, and you pick it up the first time and it burns you and you let it go right away. See, that's an assessment. Whoa, that's hot. doesn't have to be a judgment. But now if I go and pick up that spoon again and it burns my hand again, and then I pick up that spoon again, That's turning into judgment of why would I do that? Why would I continue to torture myself? So again, anything that we want to understand on these other four levels, the spiritual, the mental, the energetic, the emotional, just try to put it in the physical world. And it will show you like, to me, it shows how ridiculous it is to create this pattern. Because if I recognize and I assess something and I see this isn't healthy for me to touch this hot spoon 
then let me put that spoon in some water. Let me make sure the burner's turned off. Let me make an adjustment so that I won't continue touching a hot spoon. And it's very similar with self-judgment of if I don't like the way my face looks and there's breakouts or whatever, then A, look at your stress level. What can you do to ease the stress off around you? What supplements and foods can you take daily to assist toward that? Not to fix it, but to assist, to change the body over a long period of time at the chemical level. So see, these are investments in the so-called future and time of multiple times of doing it rather than looking for a quick fix. And so when we are looking for quick fixes, that leads us to that victim mentality. Because if it doesn't get changed like right away or passively, then guess what? We're going to do the pattern again. And then every time we do that pattern, we judge ourselves more and more and more. So you started getting into my next question, which is how does this self-judgment affect us if we don't keep it in check, if we don't redirect the energy into something of a solution-based energy, then how is this affecting us over time? We kind of get into the physical reality if we keep creating a pattern, but why would we want to change this? Yeah. So, you know, most of these self-judgments are going to be attached to some emotion, And, you know, the self-judgments can be connected to anger, to sadness, to jealousy, to fear, many different things. So let's just take worry, for example. Worry is connected to the second chakra that's just below the navel. It's connected to the sacral chakra in the human design system. And it's also connected to sex and to creativity. So worry, sex, and creativity are similar energies being dispersed three different ways. And so if a person has self-judgment on themselves and feels that they're not a good person because they didn't go and take care of something at the bank like they knew that they should have last week, and now they're worried that their house is going to go into repossession because they didn't pay that bill And now I'm going to sit here today and worry about that all day. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pick that back up and I'm going to start worrying and I probably didn't sleep good the night before. See, eventually worry creates problems in the stomach area, which has to do with digestion and elimination. So it's something that if that person doesn't change that pattern, it is very highly likely that it's going to create problems in their stomach intestines area that is going to have major issues at some point of their life on this physical level. So seeing how all of this is connected, and that's why this is a wellness philosophy of all five levels, the spiritual, the mental, the energetic, the emotional, and the physical. And how all of these work together is, of course, our optimal view of how we are looking at the cost of any action or anything that we want to pursue. That's the usefulness of looking at the cost, because sometimes when we pursue something on one level, like the physical level, it has a damaging effect on the energetic, the emotional, which winds up coming back to harming the physical with enough time. So coming up in the complete conversation, we will get into more tools and techniques on how to shift that energy. We will 
talk about some experiences that we've had. I will talk about my experience with self-judgment recently and in the past. And we can talk about pressure because pressure comes in a lot here where we put pressure on ourselves and some people can work better under pressure. They've trained themselves to work better under pressure or maybe it's just a natural thing. But how that can also have a downside. And we'll also get into what Alexander talked about, how we can break these patterns, motivate ourselves. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who have self-judgment, like myself. Mm -hmm. And some people just can't find the discipline and the motivation to just change it. And so I'll really pick your brain about this. Like, What can people do to finally take that step if they just don't have that motivation that they can summon at this point. I'm going to go ahead and give a a secret. We're going to expand on it, but the word is accountability and how to utilize that as a tool rather than seeing it as something negative like many people will, like discipline. There's just a negative view of some of these words. Even the term management in the past has created resistance in people. And again, we suggest here to lean into the friction. Whatever you resist Hey, there's a gold mine for you right there. So I look forward to continuing the conversation. Please join us. And so if you want to take Alexander's tip there, you can go to episode 132 that we just released on accountability and get more insight into that. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness Utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. Once again, thank you for joining us on this free episode of the Wise Wise Podcast. We definitely discussed a lot of what I mentioned at the end of the free episode in the complete conversation. And a lot of it surrounded creating patterns, getting out of that stuckness and creating patterns that are going to benefit you in the long run if you stick to it consistently. And it piggybacked a lot of what we just got done talking about in previous episodes around accountability, non-preference, shadow work, and lessons. So getting into what you missed in the complete conversation, we talked about what does self-judgment actually look like and how does it affect us, specifically in the workplace. We talked about the three things to know about yourself that helps you to steady yourself against self-judgment tendencies. How does self-judgment manifest in relationships and what kind of issues it can create? How does self-judgment create an internal pressure? And is this mainly related to a specific type in the human design? We also got into what the difference is between justifying and explaining. And this came up because of the need to defend yourself against when people judge you, which could also be a projection of your own self-judgment. How holding someone accountable, even with their permission, can ultimately backfire. We got into how self-judgment is rooted in our inability to take action or follow through on our intended discipline and structure. And we did get into a few of examples that I actively live with and that I've gone through in my experience. And one being my procrastination from when I was a child all the way until now and how that has manifested in my life. 
And Alexander helped define how self-judgment is at the root of that and how I could take steps to be proactive about working on my procrastination so that it no longer creates energetic drainage on my five levels. And another example of this in my life, we got into how procrastinating when paying bills. And so we also gave a structure on how to overcome that, creating a new behavioral pattern. We talked about in general how to take any situation that you guys may have out there and create a new behavioral pattern around it and then how to ultimately break and change that behavior that you're trying to correct or outgrow. We then discussed the struggles people often have around this and shining some light on that and how to overcome those. We also discussed ways to hold yourself accountable and a lot of helpful perspectives to have around failure. And then ultimately, what I feel like this podcast does as a whole is helps those who feel like they're just stuck to enter into some new energy, stimulate change, and ultimately change the things that they may have some self-judgment around, things that they want to change, but because they feel stuck, it has turned into self-judgment because they feel like they're ultimately not changing, which is where that self-judgment is coming from. And I personally loved the homework that Alexander gave at the end of the complete conversation. It was definitely something that everybody can bring into their life right now and can, in my opinion, completely change their life if they can hold this one perspective while they're doing the things that they may be currently resenting or not want to do or hold a negative view towards Even things like household chores or responsibilities or even interacting with their family members that they may have behavioral patterns that they don't want to be around. And of course, at the end, we have a sound journey with a helpful mantra to remember to ground you out as we exit through this episode and this complete conversation, bringing you to another level of understanding around the topic of self-judgment. So if you feel like you're missing any of this information in your life, go to wisewisepodcast.com and click the Get Complete button in the upper right-hand corner and support us and join us on the other side of the conversation. With that said, Alexander and I want to thank you for your interest in the podcast and working on you. So let's keep journeying. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These 
Contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.